Hello and welcome to the MN Hockey Life Podcast. I'm Michael Sunday, joined by David Rummel. Dave, what's going on? How's your week been? Good. Yours? I'm tired. I've been doing a lot of running, Dave. Really? Yep. Uh, my exercise bike still boxed and unassembled. Since about Christmas, right? Yep. Peloton or did you go cheap? I went middling, I guess. Okay. I want to get a Peloton, but a lot of cash. You would. Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, a busy week of hockey, mm-hmm. um, especially this weekend. A lot of youth stuff. Um, but it, I watched a lot of games um, online as well, mm-hmm. which I don't like doing, especially so. Man, some of those cameras get me sick. But yeah. you got to do what you got to do. Uh, today we're going to talk about Oliver Moore. We're going to talk a little bit about the national team development program and whether they poach kids. Uh, Barrett Hall, Luke Portner, touch on the Olympics a little bit. Shakopee, talk a little youth hockey. Coaches losing their mind. Not together. Not youth coaches losing <laughs> their mind. Youth hockey and then coaches that lose, <laughs> losing their mind. Mm-hmm. And we'll maybe talk about Moorhead a little bit. Um, so the big news, the commitment news, Oliver Moore to the Gophers. Thoughts, Dave? A little bit surprising, but, you know, I guess, you know, I'm not a recruiting insider, so. But solid pickup for the Gophers. Huge pickup. Yep. Um, surprised it took this long. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd think it was Gophers, and then you st- other thoughts start creeping in. Maybe, you know, not Wisconsin because they're bad, but mm-hmm. then there was always the rumors of Notre Dame and Michigan. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see Oliver Moore. I always like it when they come back, and they're going to be loaded. That team yep. is – so he's going to join – if Snuggerud's still there, but Snuggerud, uh, Ryan Chesley, Brody Lamb, Connor Kurth, Cruz Lucius, Sam Renzel, Jimmy Clark. Those are just a few of the names. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Central Scouting from what just got released, what, two, three weeks ago, the top three Minnesotans are from Minnesota, yep. are going to Minnesota. Yep. Uh, Snuggerud, Chesley, and Renzel. North America rank is uh, Snuggerud is seven. Chesley's 22, Renzel's 25, and Lucius got a limited viewing mm-hmm. because of his injury. So, yeah, they're, this is some of the better classes that I've seen in a while for the Gophers. And mm-hmm. if you're a Gopher fan, you should be just stacked or just stoked because they are stacked. Yep. Um, for people that haven't seen Oliver Moore play, uh, just great acceleration. He is one of 11 Minnesotans to be invited to the evaluation camp last year, and he was the one that I thought was a lock to make it, and of course he did. He's having a great year. I think about 43 points in 50 games so far. Mm-hmm. It's really uh, excelled. We watched him against the Norsemen, when was that, September? I think so. Early and on, anyway. Early on, yeah. And he looked great. I did a post on MN Hockey Life right after that saying, oh, he could be a first-rounder. Now that just looks like a slap in the face. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> but, you know, back then when you don't know, right. and they're going to go play against USHL top competition, you don't know at that point. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's done well, and it's been, it's been nice, to, nice to see him play. With that being said, 
been seeing a lot of USA jackets around the rinks. And there's been a lot of posts on Twitter and a lot of chatter that the National Team Development Program is poaching players from Minnesota. What's your, what's your take on that? I don't think they're poaching at all. I think, you know, if you talk to kids, a lot of kids have the goal of making that team or being picked for that team. It's not, hey, I want to stay and play with my buddies. No, it's I want to play for USA. Uh, you go to the National Team Development Program, you know, if you don't have it locked up before you get there, you're going Division One. You're going to be in the running for all the, you know, specialty USA teams. You're going to play more games than you play in high school. Better competition. I don't see a real negative in going there. Yeah, to me, it's a no-brainer. And poaching, no. Opportunity, yes. Yep. Um, and I do judge people that, that talk bad about the program because uh, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And sure, there's there's probably players that, good thing, that Jack Peart, yep. he was in, what was that, 2020 evaluation camp, I believe, 19 maybe. I, um, but he was invited, didn't make the team. Things worked out pretty well for him. Mm-hmm. Um, probably better. Yep. But most of the case, yeah, we look at last year's. Uh, Sachin's won. Hendrickson and a couple others that don't have a Division One locked up. Mm-hmm. Um, rest of the team does. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great opportunity, like you said, all the extras you get playing in some of the tournaments, BioSteel, All-America, just little things like that, you're already in. Yep. Um, I guess selfishly, as you know, Minnesota-based as we are, we don't get to see them a whole lot. You know, we might bad. have opportunity yeah. for maybe – a couple games in a year. So unless it's, you know, a road trip to some USHL city, we're not going to see them. Or we saw them when they were a kid, but they've developed or they're developing, and you just don't get to see them or have the opportunity to see them play that much. Yeah, then you're watching them online too. And it, and it does. I mean, over the years, watching some of the players leave was it, crushing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Leopold being the first when it was just like, he's doing What? He's not, he's leaving. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Cause he wanted to watch the guy develop. Um, but I think it is the, the best opportunity when some of the kids leave for USHL, especially now that there's all the before after it's more of an acceptable thing that I don't understand, but to each their own, everybody's their own player. I don't know their high school situation. I don't know their, what's going on a lot. Don't know. I'm not going to judge it. If you do leave for USHL only, it's or the whole season, not before after only, mm. Um, that's just kind of their deal. So I, I don't know. But then also you have to look at, you know, some of the kids that didn't make the team. They're still going to be tremendous players. And, you know, sticking around tournaments coming up, that's still a big deal, huge deal. You get a chance to play in that, you know, that might make up for maybe not making that team. Yeah. Oh yeah. And sticking it. I mean, I still talk about going to the tournament. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm in the ring, I know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, I, obviously, but I just saw it. I, I saw and seeing the jackets often at Bantam, a lot of Bantam games, I'm seeing the jackets, Bantam mm-hmm. AA games, which um, I'm not aware of anybody jumping right from Bantams to the program. It's, it always seems like there's a little bit of a high school year or, or two in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, 
But I've been seeing a lot. They're, I don't know if they're looking at the 07s or if they're looking at the 06s. Mm-hmm. And did you want me get me going on the birth year stuff? The My wet? eyes and ears are sort of closing and glazing over. The one thing about the program there, David, is if you're a late date of birth, for example, the 06s, if you're a late DOB, mm-hmm. you're most likely not going to be on that team. Tell me more. Do you, Should I go over last year's roster? Sure. Uh, January 19th, January 22nd. These are the DOBs that the players selected. Mm-hmm. January 21st, May 7th. Huh. March 17th, May 10th. January 3rd, Beckett Hendricks in June. Mm-hmm. June 24th. February. March, March, April, April, January, December. Hmm. Okay, so there's one example. But you you get where I'm going. So we're down to zero listeners now. (laughs) I also have a March date of birth. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, you're ready. You're ready for it. So a player you got to watch this year that probably will be on that team next year, or could be, Mm -hmm. we don't know. Um, Will Scahan. Yep. What were your thoughts? Super impressed. Uh, big, tall kid. Uh, for a tall, big kid, skates well. Uh, makes himself more of a presence just because I think in general uh, St. Thomas is a smaller team, let's say, and he really stands out. Uh, he didn't look out of place. You know, power play, penalty kill. Moves well. I think, you know, the knock on a lot of the bigger, taller kids is needs to get a little stronger. And for me, he seems sort of in between where he played sound defensively. He has a lot of offensive potential, but didn't always showcase it. I know he's putting up good numbers, and that potential is there. So in general, tall kid, moves well, responsible defensively. Huge offensive upside, uh, fun player to watch. Uh, only thing negative I really saw with him is a uh, couple times holding the puck in the zone, had a little bobble here and there, but he's a good enough skater where recovered, you know, recaptured the puck and was back in business. Yeah, it, I won't talk about too much about what I think of him because you you don't listen when you're not on, but I talked about him a couple <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> Um, but same thing. He had that. He has that wide base, very solid on his skates. Mm-hmm. Tremendous skater. You know, that's prototypical. Mm-hmm. And then he has the six three height, and has really progressed well too. From last year, got to see him a lot on that U fourteen Chadwick team that won the championship, and he looked great then. And he it's it's been nothing but good. And we got to see him what earlier this year for Chadwick as well. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think for the high school right now he's gotta be the top sophomore and top two thousand six plane. Could be. Yeah, I don't I don't have the list in front of me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's absolutely love him. Fun yep. to watch. Uh who else did you get to watch this week? You you went to a, a ton of games. Yeah, a few. Uh back to St. Thomas, uh Game I saw, they pretty much put it on a shooter shooting gallery. I think like they had over 40 shots on goal. 
kid I love watch playing, uh, Tommy Cronin. Just offensive flair up the kazoo. Fun player to watch. Yeah, he would have been fun to watch this year with Max Nagel as well. Yep. Um, who I guess is skating, mm-hmm. but uh, not hasn't been taking part in any games yet. Yep, so. and then I guess next, uh, got to see Gentry play Holy Family. Uh, Barrett Hall, fun to watch. You know, don't want to sound it as negative, but, you know, average size. You know, so he's not a small player, not a super tall big player, but a complete player. Type of kid that you want as a team captain. And moves well, responsible. Some nice offensive touch. Uh, they set him up in the Ovechkin office on the power play. And his shot was just a rocket. Yeah, that's one of the one of the top in the in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he does it quick too, and he can do it in traffic. That's mm-hmm. what I like about. And he follows it up too. Yep. Um, very quick hands. Also good in transition. I think in his career, I think he has eight or nine shorthanded goals as well, just mm-hmm. off of transitions. Uh, eighty-eight games so far, David. Let's see here. 78 goals, 80 assists, 158 points. Mm-hmm. Eastview product. Yep. And now Gentry sort of played a weird schedule with the transition to AA. With the Wisconsin teams and some of those, yeah. Yep. So, you know, it's tough to say how it's all going to pan out, but still fun to watch. And then that game, sort of a player you don't hear a whole lot about, uh, Nick Blood. Captain yeah. for Holy Family. Yeah, yeah. Similar player, you know, decent size. He's not small. He's not tall and huge. But once again, complete hockey player, captain, fun to watch, you know, offensively skilled, responsible, type of kid that you'd build a team around. Yeah, and and, and if you if you watch a Holy Family game, he's out there a ton. Yep. He's getting in on the play a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun to watch. Yeah, I've been, I've watched a few Holy Family games this year, and definitely sticks out. But a player you just you never hear anything about. Yep. Um, one of the games I went to was uh, Shakopee Egan, mm-hmm. and I know I talk about the Egan telecasts a lot, and I was just gonna watch it at home. <laughs> they do such a good job. Yep. Um, but I decided to I decided to head down there and Shakopee's. I tweeted it. I know you just are on my Twitter constantly <laughs> correcting my mistakes. Checking for typos. <laughs> um, I think the fine jar is up to 50-some dollars this year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had a tough week. Yep. I had a real tough one. Um, we'll get to that later. Uh, There's starters. Uh, I thought I had it here. Their first power play unit. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the starting lineup, too. Um, at defense, you have an eighth grader and an eighth grader. Mm-hmm. Forward, you have a junior, senior, and a freshman. Yep. And that's amazing. And mm-hmm. that that Cooper, you've you've seen him play. Cooper Simpson is just uh, well, we've talked about Oliver Moore, similar similar player, mm-hmm. similar drive, um, just amazing playmaking abilities and moves. He really likes sit, setting up that Vogel uh, on the doorstep. Mm-hmm. Tries it a lot. Toe dragon, just creative. Uh, played with an edge. Mm-hmm. 
against Egan, somebody upset him early. So he was playing physical. And we talk about puck possession, my favorite thing. It's on a stick constantly. Mm-hmm. It's always, and that's a deal. So I was listening to the Youth Hockey Hub uh, podcast, and they had the coach on, Kelvin Simon, mm-hmm. kind of talking about how they're trying to build Shakopee up and keeping their kids and putting them on the team and all. Oof. He's going to be a tough one to keep in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's good. Mm-hmm. He's nice. He's fun to watch. I, but I hope they do. Yeah. I, that, that's where it comes down to. You really hope they do. Yep. Tatino Grace losing, you know, two last year to National Team Development. Pro- uh, nah. they, got well, the, they got them from other places. So. Right. But, you know, I go back to, you know, like the Brady Shea teams way back when. Yeah. Just imagine if that team had stayed together in high school. Yeah. You know, how many kids left and went on to the USHL or the development yeah. program? You think about what could have been. You know, it's selfish for me because you get to see them in high school play more like we touched on before, but it makes you wonder every once in a while. Yeah. This group, if they stay together at Shakopee, though, could be a... Whew. Yeah, and then, you know, I like Simpson in the game. I saw them play, but I came way more impressed with 27 and 37, the two defensemen. Yeah. And they were just, like I said it before, a joy to watch running the power play. Just eighth, slick, eighth grade. moving the puck. Eighth grade. Yep. Yeah, that Steinhoff did a move. He brought in the puck, went behind the net, and like did a, I don't know if it was behind the back, or just a great pass for, for a tap-in. It was mm-hmm. fun. Oddly enough, I peaked in the eighth grade as well. <laughs> there you go. Academically, uh, 4.1. GPA. Oh. So I had A pluses in a couple classes. Here, get over here. I'll <laughs> tap you on the back. Yeah, good job. There you go. Downhill ever since. <laughs> Downhill, yes. Yes. You can say that again. Uh, but Shakopee, fun to watch. Fun to watch now, and I can only... Um, those guys could have five years of... Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> can you imagine then? It's sickening. Yep. So hopefully they can get that rolling. Hopefully they all stay together. And be uh, maybe we should restart the show and go back to what we were talking about, poking <laughs> and then just switch our. But yeah, here's one. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I didn't really get to see many high school. I watched uh, the Two Rivers girls game on Friday night and packed at it and with some Olympic hockey. And of course, we were supposed to go down to Shattuck and watch um, what was it, Eden Prairie that was supposed to play on Saturday? Got canceled. Yeah, I'm not sure. One of the and that kind of canceled our plans there. Um, but the Olympics, the, the Team USA obviously looks very good. Watched them play the Swiss with a couple of the St. Thomas girls on the, on the Swiss team, and it was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they, they, were, they were going on all cylinders that game. But I've been watching a lot of uh, ice dancing. It's my thing. Nice. Wifey and I sit down, it's ice dancing. And I'm getting the kids and. I think all high school coaches, everybody, they, they should have not ice dancing, but do some figure skating for some of these transitions these guys, these guys and gals do. Mm-hmm. Amazing. The skating is just unbelievable. Then I go out and try to skate or go watch them. It's just a bunch <laughs> of benders. <laughs> I'm watching the wrong thing. Yep. Anyways, so that's my take on the Olympics so far. Mm-hmm. Good skating. Nice. Yeah. 
Um, thing about that Shakopee Egan game is they really got fans and the community involved. And they uh-huh. did a lot of cool things. And it's been, I've been seeing a lot lately of flag games I'm going to just because a lot of senior nights. And uh-huh. not only that, they're getting people in the rink, maybe some that want come. Uh-huh. Uh, Egan did a thing in between the second and third period where the seniors got to pick their favorite uh, teacher they've had. Yep. So the teachers came out on the ice. They took picture. It, cool event. And then yep. in between the other period, they had uh, the game was like six hours long with all the events they have. Mm-hmm. Chuck a puck, and then they had the mites come and play, and just all kinds of uh, uh, fun events. And that's been I don't know if you've seen a bunch of uh, of this, especially here late in the season with the seniors and everything else. Mm-hmm. Friday night, daughters team got to skate with the uh, uh, girls two rivers team it's two rivers central como park i believe the three schools that they combined mm-hmm. um got to be in the locker room beforehand for the pregame got to sit on the bench for warm-ups got to go out for you know the introductions mm-hmm. and it pumped up the kids so much they were skating with the extra step after mm-hmm. watching the girls play it's so positive it's yeah. awesome usually saturday sunday mornings it's like oh i have to go no Everybody, everybody is Wayne Gretzky mm-hmm. this weekend. So a lot of these uh, schools slash communities are doing such a good job getting youth involved and mm-hmm. getting uh, getting people in to watch. So. Yeah, one uh, saw Rogers and, you know, they had the flag bearer skate out, you know, for introductions, you know, little kids skating around the ice, waving the flag, huge deal for him. Once again, arena packed, youth hockey you know, kids running around all mm-hmm. over the place, out of control, getting all sugared up, you know, parents hanging out, <laughs> chatting. Yeah. Uh, New Prague, I think the entire, you know, city was in that arena, standing room only. Really? Yep. Uh, instead of chuck a puck, they did chuck a duck with little rubber duckies. Huh. Fun game to watch. Great atmosphere. Interesting. Huh. What are... It, New Prague, too. You don't really hear much about their hockey. No, and then did get to see uh, Luke Portner there. A uh, lot of potential there. Played as an eighth grader. Yep. And offensive skill for a younger player. Plays a physical game. Uh, saw a bit of a little leadership out of him that I liked. Uh, their goalie had a pretty rough game. Uh let in a couple softies. Uh, at one point, he was the only player to come back to the goalie, give him a heads up, a little, you know, tap on the pads, you know, get to, get back in the game, get your head together. Yeah. We're here for you. No other players did that on that goal. Uh, he was doing the knuckle bumps with the entire team as they were coming off the ice in between periods, last player off the ice. Uh, in between periods, took a few moments, chatted up a little, New Prague youth hockey player. You know, for that kid, that was probably a huge deal. Yeah, huge. But, you know, kid big on potential. Uh, plays a physical game, which I like, but I think he just needs to get a little stronger on the skates. Uh, so a lot of checking, but with the checking, ended up on the ice, you know, a few times. So yeah. he needs to get a little bigger, stronger on the skates and, you know, finish the check, but... Don't take yourself out of the play at the same time. Yeah, he was talked about a lot last year because he was a 07th, 8th grader playing 
for the varsity team and mm-hmm. did a good job. Uh, I have not seen him play in person. Mm-hmm. I've only seen shaky hand the videos online, which mm-hmm. I, this week was a horrible, I, every game I watched, I was getting motion sickness. <laughs> I can shoot, I can shoot better videos with my phone. Nice. Then some of these, I don't know what the heck they're using. And they're, you think they're using something nice. So you're saying you want my job here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I like, I have to turn them off. Mm-hmm. It, it, motion sickness. It's it bouncing all around. And I, I, <laughs> Grand Rapids went to a, I, I like the Grand Rapids feeds, mm-hmm. um, but now they went to like having their ads all over mm-hmm. and then like a huge scoreboard on the bottom. <laughs> you can't see anything that's going on in the play. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to see Del Greco play a little bit. But yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't, that's my take on, on Portner. I don't, really don't have one, but mm-hmm. I, uh, I know the hype is there, has been there. Um, the scoring, I haven't really seen, but I don't really know the story in New Prague right now. So. Mm-hmm. I think I'm not mistaken. I think he's the leading scorer on the team. Not huge numbers, but good, solid numbers. Hmm. So definitely a player, a kid to keep an eye on. Good. Well, that's good to hear. Um, another thing we talked a little bit about this week off air is um, coaches yep. and some of their behavior behind the bench we've seen some questionable behavior yep and then you know we've talked before in the past and a lot of people have talked about kids you know beware of what you put on social media you know it stays there people looking at you look at that stuff they notice and if you get labeled something you know if it comes down to you and another kid if that doesn't kid have a questionable post or something like that you know maybe they pick that kid over you or maybe you're labeled something and once you're labeled something that's hard to get rid of yeah but then as far as coach went to a game won't say who but coach sort of lost their cool started screaming at the ref saying that's bs that's this and that my point is you know in the news anything a lot of it is you have to be held to a higher standard. Then as a coach, if you can't keep it together, how can you expect your kids to keep it together when things don't go, you know, the team's way or your way? If you're melting down, the kids look at that, you know, you're the coach, you're the leader of the team, so to speak. And, you know, if you lose it, how can you expect a kid not to do the same? Yeah. And I, I go on both sides of the coin for this one because mm-hmm. um, I definitely hear you. If I'm not really, if I'm just there watching, I'm not really involved in a game, uh, in a game and I'm watching the coach lose it. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny to me. It's child, childish. Like you want to yeah. do just an isolation just on, and like, hey, you're a grown man. Yep. Way to go. Yeah, and the same thing you said about like, oh, how do you expect your kids to act when, when something happens? Mm-hmm. If you're going to be pulling that out. Um. But on the other hand, if I'm really involved or when I was a player mm-hmm. and you got to see your coach lose it, be like, yeah, he's on our side. Let's go get it. Yep. So it's one of those deals. Right. But when you really see a, a coach lose it and like belittle the ref or just really. It, mm. Yeah. Like, you, know, and, you know, with all that said, you know, I'm not a perfect person. 
Oh, yeah, I thought you were. <laughs> you know, everyone makes mistakes, so my thing is, you know, be aware of the influence and position you have as a coach. And, you know, part of being the coach at the high school level is you're teaching, training, you know, players how to become adults. Yeah. And besides winning or losing or just playing the sport, that's a huge factor. Yeah, I guess one uh, one last thing to touch on this, and we'll move on. Um, is I guess the thing that irritates me more when watching is the coach with like a bad body language, like after a goal, mm-hmm. like totally even. Uh, well, I'll bring it back to the Olympic stuff with the Swiss coach yesterday, mm-hmm. yesterday morning, two days ago, whatever it was, Saturday morning. Was it Sunday? I don't know. Anyways, um, after every goal, they they pan to him, and there he is, just like, just shrugging his shoulders, deflated, like, get the excuses out, blame it on somebody. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And you see coaches do that. Ugh. All right. Um, one last thing. Well, Moorhead. Yep. You've gotten the opportunity to watch all levels of Moorhead. Um, thoughts. I guess the big thing I come away with is just the depth of their teams. You know, high school bantam, they can come at you in waves. And, you know, sometimes they're not the superstars, but, you know, tall kids, little kids, you came away impressed with all of them. Or it's just like, boom, next line up, boom, next line up. And they just wear you down. You know, you might have a chance here and there, but, you know, when you're, you know, second, third, fourth liner out there, you probably don't have a chance. And they have enough high-end guys to, you know, ice a game and put it away. Yeah, and they just, you you talked about uh, the first line that you really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they just don't stop. There is depth. And it, and it just gets replaced every year. Mm-hmm. Um this team is pretty young. What are what are they? Sixteen and five or something like that. Yeah, around that, um, and have a good chance to go to the state tournament. Mm-hmm. It's going to come down. You'd think you never know. Down to them and Rozo, right? Yep. Their last game was a surprising kind of shootout seven six sort of game, mm-hmm. uh, which Rozo won, and they play here on the fifteenth in Rozo, and then probably about a week and a half later. In sections. Yep. Um, yeah, they they do have nice depth, um, and I I'm I'm excited to watch the next group come up too. Yep. That sophomore group lost in the state tournament Bantam Double A state tournament last year mm-hmm. to Osseo Maple Grove. Of in, they have the number one team this year. Yep, and then you know we've touched on it a lot this episode is. But that's also another community that really gets behind their teams. Tremendous support. Yeah. At all levels. Oh yeah. You have you have you have members of the community going on road trips that have no ties to the team. Mm-hmm. I mean that's huge. And they're I mean, they could ha- they could field probably two Bantam double A teams. Yep. That's how good they are. Uh yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I like that. We'll, we'll talk. We talked about that last week. But we'll talk about. Should we talk about it again? How much we like the 
Northern schools and the overall concept and the arenas being packed and everything else. And yeah, it's just fun. It is fun. That's what makes high school hockey. It's what makes, you know, definitely. Um, any last uh, last words here, Dave? I guess Moorhead and then Spuds. Great mascot. Oh, you like it? Yep. So I noticed they're doing this this kind of change and more in the youth, I don't know if the is they're starting to use that potato mm-hmm. as like their main logo. Have you noticed that? Uh, or am I, am I, did I miss the bus on that? Is that a long time? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I like the M. Keep it classic. <laughs> like every, how many M jerseys are there? Rochester Mail, Moorhead, Minnetonka. I don't, but there's probably four or five, right? I like the carbs, go with the potato. Yeah, I mean, I think it's funny. It's more of a, I'd like to get a a funny jersey with that potato on it, just Mm -hmm. because it's, what? (laughs) Yeah. It'll be fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Sections, uh, I don't know, is there a, on that team, do you think there's a Mr. Lindbergh, maybe, for Mr. Hockey Candidate? I can see that, yeah. And we'll have to do some sort of list for either online or we can talk about, um, you know, Barrett Hall, who we talked about earlier. I was thinking, could he be on there for Mr. Hockey? you got to think Strand is on there. Mm-hmm. And it is Strand, not Stand. Yep. I got called out. Somebody sent me a message today. <laughs> the tweet was like from four days ago. Like, hey, it's Stand, by the way. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. <laughs> Strand. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. They Another $5. Strand. Yeah, Strand. I'll keep on messing it up. Um, anyways, so we'll have to do Mr. Hockey. But I think, yeah, Strand is one. Um, I think Hall's one. Sarsland. You can take that whole central scouting list and mm-hmm. uh, that's who's voting for it like we talked about. Um, so yeah, get out to some games, right? Yep. Probably most exciting couple of weeks of the year coming up. Yeah. It, it, it's go time. Um, and we haven't, we've just been touching on basically a lot of high school stuff lately, but there's also a lot of USHL stuff to, to cover. Um, mm-hmm. we'll probably do that next week Yep, and kind of hit up some prospects that are not playing in the state of hockey. Well, all right, go watch some games. Thanks for listening as always. Dave, pleasure seeing you. Yep, you as well. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs>